Welcome to the Batman Tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Batman, the animated series. Our podcast offers a deep dive into each episode in a full series retrospective from two nerds who really like Batman. And to introduce our hosts for this episode across the table from me, he is below us, but nothing is beneath him. <laughs> he is Jordan Hugh. And across the table from me, he's a leprechaun. He's a leprechaun. Oh, leprechaun man, leprechaun man. <laughs> He's I'm out to get le- me lucky charms. I'm a leprechaun. Oh, Our, boy. Oh, boy. This we is are a, here on a day. This is a day. This is a day to remember. A day to remember, uh, not the band, The uh, a day that will go down in Batman Tasticast infamy because yes. we're talking about arguably the worst episode of Batman the Animated Series, and yeah. that is season one, episode six on the production side. The Under Dwellers. Yeah. And um, this was broadcast order number 27. You could so, tell they fucking tried to bury this. Oh, this episode yeah. needed to be... I almost this think... This was produced 6th and aired 27. Yeah, so that means they produced it fairly early, knew it was going to be a problem, and then maybe... I didn't see what, what was aired uh, 26th and 28th. Maybe they nestled it between like two much better episodes. Yeah, we could look that up. I didn't, I didn't take a look at that, but I will say that I remember weirdly, yeah. weirdly, and I, I was excited to cover this episode today. I still am. Yes. Um, I remember this episode aired all the time. Yeah. This episode was on a lot because in, in rewatching all these, I was like, all right, yeah, the underdwellers, this episode is terrible. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, fuck, I've seen this episode a lot. Yeah. I've yeah. seen a lot of this episode specifically. I wonder why they would air this episode much more frequently than say I have a, a good theory. episode. I have okay. a theory. Okay. My theory on that is this. I think the broadcast folks were trying to hide this episode. Yeah. And I think that somebody passed a note, and I think, this is my theory, the note just says, only air the Underdwellers when you absolutely have to, like when there's a gap in programming. Oh, okay. okay. And I think somebody took that to me and like, yeah, whenever there's a gap, put on the Underdwellers. Yeah, so the Underdwellers is so, on all the time. So, like, in my mind, I felt like the Underdwellers was on, like, once a month. I felt like it was on all the time, maybe more than that. It's a terrible episode. A terrible. Well, in fact, you said arguably. I think it's inarguable. I think it is of 109 episodes of the animated series. I think this is the, the worst. worst episode. It's the worst. So uh, just to go ahead and give the credit where credit is due on this episode. <laughs> right. this Accept episode, it. Yeah. This episode is directed by uh, Frank Power. Now, we have someone who is who wrote the story or had the concept of this episode and created uh, one of the worst non-Batman villains of all time. Uh, Tom Ruger is Mm -hmm. the story writer on this. He came up, I guess, with the concept, and then the teleplay was by Jules Dennis and Richard uh, Mueller, or Miller. I don't know what part of the country you're from where some people pronounce that name Miller, but it might be Mueller. Yeah. Uh, Um, These are all people that work on the show on other good episodes. I just don't know what happened for this one. Yeah, it's it's Uh. weird. A show has, an episode has three writers, and like... It's all bad. Like, none of the three of them could have sat down and been like, mm, Right. I think I think maybe we need to uh, can this or start from scratch. Sure. I, well, I, I think we need to start here is just that I don't know why this episode needs to exist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if this is like we should look to Bruce Tim or Paul Dini or Andrea Romano and be like, why did we get the green light for this episode? Because even yeah. the concept... Well, okay. The concept seems a little interesting. Like, yeah. okay, there's a network of children that live below the city. 
That sounds plausible to yeah, me. Very, I could get that. It's very Morlocks. Morlocks. Yeah, it's very right? Morlocks. Very X-Men Morlocks. And the Morlocks are always terrible in X-Men too. So like <laughs> when you go and watch an X-Men episode of the Morlocks, they're like these weird like over like, go and watch any of the the X-Men cartoon is like one of the most melodramatic things I've ever seen in my life and the Morlocks episodes are so melodramatic. The sure. old lady who's always like Rah! like screaming <laughs> Um, um, this yeah. is like their answer to Morlocks, but the, the X-Men show wasn't out yet, so I guess right. it was 80s comics? Sure. I'm not sure. Um, I did a little research. So well, that's the, nice. The, yeah. <laughs> the episode's villain is called the Sewer King. Sewer King. He's not an episode... Uh, sorry, not a, not a villain I'd ever heard of before this episode. He only has one comic book appearance. He's Lovely. in 52, the, the comic book 52, and he's in 52 number 25, and that's 14 years after his animated series debut. And he's dead even before he gets a word balloon on that story. Yeah. And I, I wish that had been yeah, the case. I almost here. wish that that happened here. I, I gather they did that for 52 because 52, they were putting out a comic book every week. And I feel like it was like kind of, I don't know, it's crisis. A and throwaway. All they were doing yeah, a throwaway. Yeah, they basically. were doing this throwaway just to be like, oh, let's, let's give. Uh, Give the fans of the animated series, let's throw them a bone and put right. that one character that didn't make it to the real series, uh, right. the real comic books, and we'll throw the the Sewer King. Yeah, well, so I guess my point is this. It was like, why include this character if he's you're making him up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, well, we got to do a Sewer King episode. No, you fucking, you made him up I'm, for this show, and then you made it a terrible episode. I'm pretty sure Tom Ruger created the Sewer King for this episode. Well, Tom Ruger, I hope, suffered for his crimes. I think he did. Now, a couple other things about this episode is that Studio Jun- uh, Junio was brought in on this to do the animation, another Japanese studio, but this right. is like the first episode they work on, and uh, this is one of those times where the animation on the show is is bad. Like, it doesn't look right. as good as TMS or... Sure. Pretty Poison wasn't great either. No. This is a little worse. It's a little worse, and I don't know why. Maybe they were just getting used to working with these characters, but this is still an early produced episode, so I know Studio Junio would go and work on episodes later on and actually do a really good job. So this was kind of like they're prob- they were just feeling it out and figuring how it works. Yeah. Um, right, but, this could be a growing pain situation yeah, where they're yeah. they're animating a lot of these characters for the first time and they haven't figured it out yet. They, maybe, 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 but it's uh, it's not great. We're and actually then, we're being too nice. Actually, they did a pretty bad job. It was a bad episode, job yeah. in this episode, and um, yeah, the Sewer King man, like, what is going on with this villain? Like, this whole episode feels like it's an '80s throwaway, right? Yes. It feels like an '80s throwaway. It feels like an '80s. Epi- uh, it feels like an episode of a comic book show cartoon from the 1980s that was telling a co- telling a story of a comic book that came out in the 1960s. Yeah. Like, this is very much like borderlines on the 1966 Batman TV show with how hokey and goofy it is, but it has, like, that weird, like, PSA yes. 80s vibe right. to it. Like this After whole, school special. Yeah, this yeah. whole episode feels like an after school special, and maybe that's why they created a villain, because they didn't want to burn a good villain on an episode that had to suffer to be like a PSA. And there's multiple PSAs in this episode. There are, but it's kind of like, what is the PSA of this episode? Yes, for sure, Batman says guns and young people don't mix or whatever the fuck that stupid line is, right? But like, that's not even the main point. This episode, I I hate to be reductive, but just seems to be like, man, it's bad to be poor and and a child. Yeah. Thank you for this profound 
a notion. Yeah, and maybe it's like kids kids shouldn't run away from home and go live I, in the sewers so they know. can steal shinies for the sewer king. Bruce Tim did release a statement about this episode um, in a, an interview for Animato. He said, it's Junio's, meaning the animation studio. Yeah. Bruce Tim said, it's Junio's weakest episode. We almost didn't use them after that. It was the first one that came back that really looked totally unlike our show. It was very Japanese, but I'm glad we did use them again. They've done great work. BS&P, uh, so uh, Standards and Practices, yep, yep, yep. right, took a lot out of this show. Originally, the kids were to be victimized by the Sewer King, but he was not allowed to be mean or torturous to any of them, and so the impact is watered down. If we were doing it today, we probably would have decided not to do this show. Yeah, but I think early on in production, you don't want to cut episodes because the ultimate sure. goal here is to get to 100 episodes so you can get syndication. Mm -hmm. So they were probably not looking to cut episodes, and that's why it, they aired it 27th. They probably buried it and hid it. Um, right. But yeah, no, I mean, Frank Power kind of apologized for this episode yeah. as well. Here's here was his quote, similarly disgraced. Uh, it was my first episode as a director and there are still things in it that I cringe at. Yeah, us yeah, too. Yeah, um, Usually when we get an episode, we get to do a lot of discretion and change things. I wish I'd been able to spend more time on that script. Another problem at the time was that we had storyboard people who made things difficult. I found myself going back two or three times to fix scenes. And he goes on that way. Yeah. So uh, let's let's at least say this. They know this one is bad. Yeah. This is yeah. not like up for debate like, oh, some people really like The Underdwellers. It's just a bad episode. No. They're, they know it's bad. And we said this when we were talking about um, Last Laugh. Yeah. You know, when you're doing 109 episodes of a, of a wonderful series like this, there are just going to be some episodes that aren't as strong, and mm -hmm. this one has the distinction of just being the weakest one. It's just However, a episode. it's a great conversation. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's a really dumb episode. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you have anything and you create anything, you're going to have some aspects of that that's the worst you're gonna sure. as musicians are gonna have sure. their yeah, worst I was gonna song say, even the Beatles have yeah. a song that is not as yeah. good it's called Obladi Oblada <laughs> sure. so um and you know this episode like it feels like a bad 80s cartoon and I will say this and you brought this up in the notes um this is the first real instance though in the show so far that we've covered that Batman actually does show his love and appreciation for children and how he is kind of a protector of kids yeah most likely because Batman lost his childhood because of someone killed, to totally. killed his parents. That's really the only redeemable thing in this episode is yeah. that um, the the Batman, the animated series Batman, as voiced by Kevin Conroy, is, is kind. Yes. He's a kind Batman. I would yeah. say he's the kindest version of Batman we really ever get to see. And um, it is nice to see his compassion for children and also his anger. Yeah. at someone who exploits children and it's really the only thing to grab on to this in this episode that, that feels like it has some substance that is something now there are certain things in this episode that I find excellent oh yeah like what um, and we will get into that as <laughs> yeah. we go through our scene oh, by scene we? analysis okay. yeah I think some of these things in this episode are, are pure genius <laughs> and we, art do we want to hop in and see if we could find some of the art yeah I think we could I think we've already kind of covered our initial thoughts where this episode is bad so let's go hop into the All episode alright let's yeah let's um, I, I'm really reluctant it starts off bad it starts off bad i remember re-watching this for this episode and seeing the title card after obviously the amazing title sequence we see the title card and it's just the bottom of a sewer grate like shot from below but like not 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 like pennywise looking out it's right. just kind of like i don't know like it's the point of view from like sewer mutant and it's already disappointing because if you didn't know this episode which villain do you think this is Killer Croc. Killer Croc. I mean... So you're already... It's already disappointing. There may be some <laughs> there, killer gators. There, there are crocs in here, or ga gators. I'm sorry. I guess these, they're these are gators, alliga they're alligators guess. in this episode, but I, I was disappointed. I, I know. It's like you see that, and you're like, oh, yeah, Killer Croc. Right. So we open up on a, on a train. 
uh, train is moving. Uh, we get the normal kind of Batman music thumping in the speakers. It looks as though the train, though, for some reason, is once again, the technology is kind of out of time and out of place. Right. And we've got two guys in brown jackets that are on top of the train. And I, I will reiterate that the animation looks horrific here. Um, <laughs> one says to the other, whoever jumps first is a chicken, is chicken, quote and, unquote. And these two characters are sort of ageless. I, I think yeah. they're, I think they're children, but I, they're older than the children in this episode. Yes, they're not the kids in the episode, and they're definitely like they're definitely like not as old as some of the other quote unquote adults in this episode. And they gave them these kind of Ninja Turtle voices. So it's like whoever's whoever jumps first is chicken. It's very nineties and yeah. like takes you right out of like whatever nineteen thirties aesthetic the yeah. show allegedly has. Yeah, it's like are these guys criminals? Are they going to try to rob the train? It turns out no. No, they're not trying to rob the train at all. They're just trying to, I guess, play chicken with one each other, another on top of the train. Batman apparently is also on the train. He hops on the train. Sure. Why not? And the uh, the other men are clearly afraid of Batman, and we zoom into the face of one of them. He's more of a yellow blonde. The other guy's more of a white blonde. And the yeah, yellow diversity. Yeah, yeah, true, true diversity. Di- diversity. Varying degrees of of blonde white guy. Um, and he's sweating real bad. Batman's <laughs> right behind him, and he gasps. And the yellow blonde guy jumps off the train while the white blonde guy begins to cheer. So I guess yellow blonde is a chicken. Um, and uh, the white blonde guy is stuck in like a bunch of cables on top of the train. And he can't he break free. He wants to break free. He wants to break free. He wants to break free from the cables that are attached to me. All right, I'll stop. Um, that, was, I, that was good. <laughs> we need more music, more music sung on, by us in our on, episodes. Yeah, that's, uh, this is what the people have come to hear. Yeah, this is what we've been getting on our Instagram posts. That's right. We hear from social media. We want Mike and Jordan to sing more. We heard you. Oh, and heard you will. That's right. Um, so he's stuck in a bunch of cables. He can't break free. Batman frees him, grabs him, and then runs off the back of the train and jumps. It is also possible that Batman 2 is quote unquote chicken. Listen to me. Why is this scene in the episode? We have no idea. We have no idea. So we could say that like, okay, great. So this is like when we're first meeting the kids who are the underdwellers, except these kids are not the underdwellers at all. And the theme of playing chicken or being afraid or whatever is not a theme from this episode. So it was like this scene is just from another episode. Yeah. Why is it here? I feel like this might have been a PSA. I feel like they oh, tried okay. to cram. Don't jump on trains. I think it was like don't don't do stuff like this if you're a kid and oh, dared boy. to do it. Right. Like don't give in to dares. I feel like this episode is just filled with PSAs, and like the more you go back and watch it, you're like, oh, they were probably told by the network, hey, you got to make a Batman PSA episode, and don't and like the Batman people were probably like, I'm not wasting a good villain on a PSA episode. This sewer is, king. This is gonna be this episode <laughs> is gonna be about guys jumping off trains, sewer king, and leprechauns. Um, oh, right. Okay. And if you so, Batman. We then cut to the streets, and Batman saves this kid in quotes, and he goes, "If you play chicken long enough, you'll fry." Yeah, which is that's fucking metal. It, I like that. It is, but it's also like a joke. <laughs> well, first, it's terrible writing. Yes. Okay. Two. Yes, it is a joke, which I actually love when Batman mm-hmm. does a joke. I I, yeah. do, I get really yeah. into it. Yeah. But you play chicken long enough, you're gonna fry. Is some fucking metal shit to Quite say good. to a kid. It's really especially good. especially from Batman, who's yeah. like terrifying. Sure. Almost all the dialogue in this episode is bad. I like that yeah, fucking piece of good, dialogue. It's I think it's piece. great. So uh, the train- I'm cursing a lot today. I know good. it's because I don't like the episode. This episode stinks. It stinks. It's pu pu gross. Yeah. I keep getting the good episodes to cover. Uh, the trains continue as <laughs> you, we you, listen. You got some good ones I coming do. up. I have higher vice. It's yes, fine. Yes. The trains. You have can- all the evens. Yeah. Uh, the trains continue as we get an establishing shot of a poorly drawn Gotham. We yeah, cut to the theater district. Bad. 
uh, where we, I guess we're told it's the theater district because there are spotlights shining into the sky. We see a bunch of socialites well-dressed in Gotham. Right. So it has to be the theater district because these people are easy to pickpocket. Yes. They're right? easy I to guess pickpocket. That's, that's the idea. You know, they're no offense up to, the to our, our theater friends. I mean, you know. But like that's where wealthy people go to hang and there's yes. a lot of tourists. And so, they carry... Yeah. And eat, easy know, to rob. And they carry cash. Right. Um, this woman tries to hail a cab. The cab refuses to pick her up, which is weird. And we see a kid <laughs> dressed as a budget ragman jump out of a trash can and run towards the woman. He snatches her purse and runs off. She yes. calls for help. This is a kid in a ragged green cloak. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's ragmanish. It is ragmanish. It's ragmanish. Yes. But he. Exp- uh, but the uh, GCPD does nothing as we would expect. Uh, Batman jumps onto a fire escape and rides the ladder down. So I guess he is a bit of a thrill seeker after all. Uh, the woman is chatting with uh, GCPD and claims that she was robbed by a leprechaun. So, okay, so the leprechauns did this. Dude. All right, so how much restraint do you think that they had to put in to not make this cop Irish? It would be so oh, a leprechaun, oh, did you see? Oh, did you see a leprechaun? You know they wanted oh, to. Oh, I bet she did. They're like, lady. better make it a Brooklyn guy, otherwise they're going to think yeah, we, we're we, anti-Irish. Irish. I mean, what can you do? <laughs> Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this, though. I would like to say that, like, saying that a leprechaun robbed you in Gotham City seems like it's outlandish, but, like, there's unicorns and there's leprechauns and genies and all that stuff in this universe anyway. There is a man who is a giant bat. Yes. Not Batman. Not Batman. Man bat. There was a man who's a giant bat in Gotham City (laughs) who specifically is not Batman. Right. There's That's actually, that should be a conversation that people have. Yeah. Have you seen Batman? No, no. I saw the other one. The one who is a bat and oh, is a man. Oh, man bat, man you bat. mean, right? Oh, because we have both guy. here because we live in a normal city. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Did it happen in Gotham at night? No. Then don't call <laughs> I me. I don't care. <laughs> so the cop doesn't believe her. Batman dashes by. Um, and uh, Gotham is, you know, once again, it's kind of like we just said. Gotham is defended by a man who's dressed as a bat. Uh, the woman faints. And um, faints upon seeing Batman. Batman. Yeah. Upon seeing Batman. And uh, Batman goes ahead and he does the best thing he could do and beats the traffic by hopping across a bunch of tops of the cars. Right. He, he does make... a lot of bodywork damage. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, like, oh my God. Imagine... Batman's at least, what, like 220? Yeah. He's a big dude. He's probably That's, 220, like 225. 6'2, six, six 225, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen what Batman has done physically. <laughs> like, he's definitely denting the roofs of oh, those yeah, cars. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, he's, a, he's an Olympian. Um, billionaires, right? Billionaires. Um, this should have been the first scene of the episode. Yes. The chicken thing makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It makes absolutely no sense unless they probably had like a minute to kill and they needed a PSA in there. That's the only way it makes sense to me at this point. Either that or that was from another episode and they're like, oh, we can stitch this together. Kids doing stupid stuff. Right. Also, the uh, the policeman in this scene, I believe, asks the woman, oh, so you've been seeing little green men or something like that. Yeah. That's just like, you know what that is? That's like a, just a small example, like a microcosm of how bad the writing is in this episode yes. because little green man of course refers to martians martians and also leprechauns aren't green they wear no, green no. and then like we could say like okay well those two characters are stupid but then the leprechaun thing persists with batman and alfred for the rest like, of the episode he almost has batman almost has like a full-on mental breakdown because he thinks he saw a leprechaun yes when he is when he is he when he goes to the desert to fight Ra's al Ghul, a man who has literally brought himself back to life multiple times by using Lazarus pits under the earth. Right. But this guy can't handle the fact that he may have seen a leprechaun. Right, which he certainly didn't see. No. It's um it's really inconsistent. Yes. One of many reasons the episode's yeah, bad. Yes. So um Batman runs down the alley as this is a leprechaun, and the kid almost gets hit by a cop car, and then Batman almost gets hit by a cop car, Batman leaps out of the way. 
The car kind of just like skids around. And Batman escapes to a rooftop while the two cops search below for nothing. Um, and uh, They got the great line here. Yeah, they have uh, leprechauns and Batman. What's Gotham coming to? And, I don't uh, know. I did enjoy that line. I enjoy that line quite a bit, but at the same time, the Joker literally just spent the entire last episode turning everyone into laughing maniacs because he was he yeah. had a barge full of fear gas. Listen, do you know, you know what it is? Leprechauns are just a step too far. Yes. We can handle giant robots and immortals and men made out of clay and bats and whatever, the giant plant monsters that look like vaginas, but a leprechaun, whoa, 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 slow the fuck down. Listen, <laughs> we will, we will, we will, in Gotham City, New Jersey, we will accept anything in this city except the Irish. Except the Irish, yeah, correct. <laughs> the show, very anti-Irish. <laughs> like, I think Batman might have beaten up a few Irish people. I think so. Is, is, is the Riddler Irish? I don't think Edward so. Nigma? Uh, he's, uh, he's not. It's close. I, I don't think His so. His name is also very close to Ligma. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I hope they do something with that in the next The Batman movie. Yes, with, with Ligma. Ligma. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who's Thank the Riddler? Um, I so, think he died of Ligma. Yeah. What's... <laughs> Who? Who died? Um, so... There's uh, some people listening to this be like, like what oh, are they what talking are they about? So Batman... Right. Then, we, we'd record this for us, not yes, for you, clearly. Yeah, yeah clearly. Um, Batman is on the top of a roof, and he uh, says to himself, leprechauns. Really great work here. Uh, Batman. A bat cave. There are bats. Bruce is working on his utility belt as Alfred is conducting along to some beautiful Brahms music. The animation once again proves itself to be awful, and Alfred looks like he's made of spaghetti. <laughs> and also, what is Alfred doing? Like, I know, he's, he's like conducting. Every other episode, Alfred like has too much to do to be yeah. bothered to do anything. And he's spending his leisure time in the Batcave while Batman is seriously looking up a crime. Yeah, and he's just like sitting there with like a weird old-timey radio on the Bat computer. Yes. Conducting along the Brahms. Yes, the 1930s antique radio is resting on the new modern yes. age Bat computer. Yeah. And then Batman turns it off with a modern remote control. Yes, a remote. He pulls a remote and turns his old radio. I have no idea what's going on. I've completely lost my mind at this point, and I'm just riding the chaos train to Chicken Town. That's it. And that's a better a better title for this episode: the Chaos Train, the Chicken Town. I think that's a great name for the episode. Yes, yes. we should start giving our own titles to these. Yeah, episodes. yeah, yeah. Batman, the crazy. All right, let it be known: we started with the Underdwellers, and the new title for this episode is the Crazy Train to Chicken Town. Yes, exactly. Um, Bruce is talking about leprechauns with Alfred and Bruce accuses Alfred of thinking he's crazy. Yes, believing in leprechauns uh, makes you crazy, not dressing up as a bat and fighting crime. (laughs) So tedious. Yes. Um, Alfred then drags Bruce, as Gen Z would say, by asking him, (laughs) uh, did he have a pot of gold? And uh, Alfred says he believes Bruce saw something. Bruce admits that he needs a break. So Alfred suggests maybe golf or maybe going to the Bahamas, but no, both are too boring for Bruce Wayne. Yes. So his vacation is just being Batman again, and Batman goes to the back computer and looks up the theater district and says it's time for an encore. And my only comment on your notes here was, what is this script? What the fuck is going on? I don't it's know. It's so tedious already. I remember like what a drain this was to watch as a child. It was still a drain as an adult. It's it was it was a hard episode to watch, and it's only twenty two minutes long. Like I can sit and watch. Like I've watched like episodes of the animated series back to back to back to back to back, and mm-hmm. been like awesome home run, home run, home run. Or like recently, I've watched Harley Quinn episodes back to back to back. Sure. Oh no, my with God. the underdogs, you actually have to like stop and be like, I don't know if I can keep going. No, I don't know if I can keep going. As a sidebar, and we're going to talk about multiple uh, 
people in the in this episode. Well, at least one person in this episode today who could be a Batman sidekick but is not. Um, the way the Harley Quinn cartoon in season three handles uh, the Bat family is amazing. It's amazing. I haven't seen season three yet. It's like they... It's, it's good, just I assume. A bit, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's just as a spoiler for that, they... They know nobody light likes spoiler. Light, light spoiler. spoiler. The show knows that nobody likes Nightwing. Okay, the show correct. is very aware right. of that. I also don't like. Nightwing. Yes, the show <laughs> is very aware that nobody likes Nightwing, and they're also aware that Dark Knight Rises Bane is bad. Right. So well, the show is very aware of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, we'll there get... is there is a niche like group of fans that do love Nightwing, but I feel like it's a it's almost a contrarian choice. Like you go out of your way to choose to like Nightwing. Yeah. It's like when people say their favorite superhero is the Green Lantern. Oh, boy. Like, you know it's not true. No. no. you just like, they need to be different. Yeah. You know, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Clearly the best one is Batman, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, now we cut to the docks. We see multiple water runoff points. Uh, and then to cut to a truck who is dumping water into a sewer. I imagine it's not water. I imagine it's pee. But... Um, <laughs> You know, they couldn't... Correct. Yeah, they couldn't make it pee. So we cut further into the sewers of Gotham. We see four human-sized turtles and their half-human-sized si rat teacher. Uh, no, if, just kidding. If, if only. It's just a bunch of uh, random poor white kids. We should comment on that. This show is almost like anti-diverse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like everywhere there should be like a child of color somewhere, they just did like another white kid with different colored hair. Yes. There are some, some of the underdollars look like they might be of another race, but not really. There's a few, there's a few that are clearly like, all right, we didn't draw only white kids, but it's mostly only white kids. But they kind of did draw only white kids. Yeah, for the most part. I don't know what kind of a city they're trying to represent here that just know. does not have a minority population, no, but mean... it's... um. Listen, maybe maybe the Sewer King's really racist, yeah, and he maybe only only picks up kids who are white kids. Exactly. I don't know. It's it's kind of suspicious. We see that the the kids are stitching together clothes and looking rather sad. Um, we have a sad but driving song playing in the background. We assume that these kids are very sadly working hard. We see patchwork clothes as one kid hangs up a green cloak. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We see kids dropping off coins to another kid and a group of kids doing some underground gathering. Looks like they're digging up mushrooms, potentially rats. Uh, a kid accidentally hits himself with the hoe yeah. and he cries out in pain before being hushed by a friend. The friend right. ties a handkerchief around his leg. We hear a bell ring and the kids sadly turn to march towards the sound. There's some like serious Pied Piper vibes here as they all kind of march in line in, into an opening that's like bathed in a red light. Yeah. They all gather in front of the king of the bums. Some guy who's dressed himself up to look like a like he's like slumlord royalty. Yeah, so he's like a Fagin. Type, yeah, like a very Fagin, Fagin. Fagin from Oliver or very Oliver Fagin. Twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's got an eye patch for some reason. Well, why not? He doesn't have an eye patch. Oh, I'm sorry. He's he got has sunglasses. A sunglass lens. He's got sunglasses with one of the lens knocked out. <laughs> Well, okay, yeah, I get. Or I think maybe he just has glasses and he put in one sunglass lens. Maybe that's what he did. But like, <laughs> that's an odd choice because that's the only, like, the rest of his costume makes sense. Yes, but then just he has the glasses. Well, they're probably like, hey, he needs an iPad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. When they Something. Drew it. Um. So he's got a, a big ring on one hand. He's got a big stick. He's wearing a red cape. He yells at the kids. He tells them to hurry up, and uh, that there's some, um, that they're, they need to be ready for their lessons. And then he calls himself their teacher, their leader, and their king. So yes. we're on a great start. I will say as loathsome as this character is and also just totally uninteresting and stupid and the worst, um, I the actor that does this voice, I think his name is Michael Pataki. Yeah. Um, he actually does a nice job. I yeah, mean, he's not bad. I was listening to it and I was like, this is a, this is a voice. I mean, 
It could almost be like a real villain. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, boy, this episode's bad. We're having, we're having a tough, this is a struggle. Having a good time. All right, let's keep going. So, um, so then, so then, yeah, uh, he's made himself king of the sewer kids. And yeah. then we see a oh. crocodile that starts to crawl towards them. I believe it is Alleg- an alligator. It is an alligator. Yes. This is America. Yes. Um, the king uh, guy is like really over the top. He's screaming uh, about pretty much everything. And he has this weird cartoon, that weird cartoon white spit stuff in his mouth yes. that you always see every so often uh, to indicate that his mouth is open and that he's spewing saliva all and over And that the he's place. like kind of rabid and mentally yeah, unstable, I think yeah, is the Probably like a raving lunatic. Mm-hmm. Um, he clearly like hates children. Yes. Especially for someone who seems to only employ children and I think alligators. So he yeah, says well, again, if they had gotten to do some of the dark stuff they wanted to with this episode, they might have justified why he keeps exclusively children. But as of right now, they're just like, yeah, he's like he's basically a Charles Dickens villain. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I can almost see like this almost being like a Christmas episode or a St. Patrick's Day episode. And it is neither. Right. No, we already had our Christmas episode and it was bad. It was also bad. Not this bad, but yes. bad. Um, he screams out, we are the underdwellers, we are the silent ones, we follow the invisible creed. I have no idea what any of that means. The <laughs> it's king nonsense. It, it, it's just, just nonsense. nonsense. Uh, the king accuses one of the kids of being seen and heard and takes him away to a room with a bright light. And then we get his uh, reference to The Shining by saying a few hours in the light will make Jack a bright boy. Yeah, that was kind of cool that I guess they live in the dark, so a room of light would be hurtful to them. Be, but also yeah, it painful. was still stupid. Yeah, it was still dumb. Um, the king then demands the kids go back to the street and steal pretties for him. And um, so he's got a bunch of kids going out in the streets of Gotham stealing jewelry and stuff. Uh, Fine. Once again, <laughs> I just, every time I watch this, it feels like it's something out of like He-Man or G.I. Joe or like Smurfs. Like he's almost like a Gargamel. Yes. Like with the Rat King, with Fagin, with... Yeah. I see all that. Yeah, yeah, with the Pied Piper. Sure, he he's like from another time. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so I, I wanted to just take a moment here to just say, like, this whole thing feels so improbable to me. Yeah. And not in, like, the glorious improbable way that most comic book stories are. Like, yeah. you get a big robot or there's a dragon or something like that. Just improbable in, like, if there was a society under Gotham City and it was made of children and this was their leader or whatever, this just isn't what it would look like. No. You know, the society that they've built down here, it has no real feelings of anything real. It just feels totally... Stupid. It's it dumb. just doesn't feel well thought out at all. It just is not. It's not how it would be if there was like a little society of like pickpockets, like a guild of pickpockets, mm-hmm. which is kind of what they were going for. It just wouldn't look like this. It mm. wouldn't be this way. Not at all. Not at all. It would probably be more, um, more run by the kids. Right. It would also just be more vicious. Yeah. Uh, there's something very neutered about yeah. this whole thing, where yeah. everything just feels like it's something from like a fable yeah. or a fairy tale, yeah. right? You you said Pied Piper before. I think that applies. Yeah. Where it's like, these feel like villains from like a story written in the 1600s yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't and feel like something from Gotham. It feels like what they would do in the 80s with cartoons where all of a sudden they would have an episode. Let's go to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh, let's. And they would go to an episode and they would do an episode where like they go to Camelot and they have right. to help King Arthur. That's what this feels like. It and does they feel insert like that. the characters from the video game into a world that doesn't that makes right. no sense. The reason why I think they do this a lot and this is not one of those episodes because they don't actually go to like some fairy tale land and and fight the Pied Piper. They made a character up, but this feels like they inv- injected 
Batman into an old fairy tale. It does. And they've totally taken away any like noirishness yes. that the kind of series has here. It's yeah. It's I feel bad. like I feel like we're at a point where it's just like Batman and Hansel and Gretel. And that was should be that's the, the second yeah. alternate name of the right, show. Right, right. Um so the leper contact the sewer to hit the streets. Uh Batman also is there. Um we hear his little light motif, which I always love. Um light motif for those of you who are not music people is the four or five notes that play to let you know that your character has walked on stage in opera, but in on screen on TV. Very good, Mike. Thank yes, you. Thank you. I, I studied music. Um, he puts on a new set of infrared goggles where I feel like he has endless new sets of infrared <laughs> goggles and he finds a wall that is clearly fake. Uh, if it was a video game, you would put a bomb in front of it. He kicks the wall down and then Batman starts searching the sewers. He sees graffiti that says, beware the sewer king. Yep, so not, f- not great for your secret hideout. You know, not at all. And we finally get these villains' name for this episode. Um, it just keeps getting better. Batman continues to investigate the sewers and finds a door marked SK in some really cool 90s lettering. It's dead bolted. But Batman has the right tool, a laser. <laughs> perfect. The, the perfect tool. Yeah. Uh, he cuts open the door and moves down into the sewer. We cut to a leprechaun opening a door that says no admittance. He walks. It's not a le- It's a kid in a little green cloak. I understand, but I keep. Don't call him the leprechaun. Don't give them that. I won't. I won't. We cut to a kid in a green cloak opening Thank a door and that says no admittance. He walks through, removes his hood. Batman uh, triggers what I can only describe to be a <laughs> goblin alarm, and the boy runs off. When I say a goblin alarm, it's a string with a bunch of cans, bunch of cans. Tied, tied, tied to it. So if you walk into it, it goes bling, bling, bling. <laughs> definitely and a alerts, goblin trap. Definitely a goblin trap uh, for those of you who <laughs> play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, or Magic the Gathering. Yeah, or Magic the Gathering. It's all the same thing. The boy climbs into a small vent as Batman chases him. The kid uses a small passageway to escape Batman, but then Batman, but then he runs into Batman, so it was all for naught. I guess Batman has got to have some sort of schematic of how the sewers were built. Maybe he knows. Maybe he knows which way to go to get to cut this kid off at the pass. We would assume Batman knows the sewers. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's kind of his job. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, right? I guess so. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. Does Spider-Man know the sewers? Yeah. Probably. I think he does. All yeah. those lizard fights. Yeah, yeah. he fights way too many lizards. Um, the kid is scared, but Batman assures him that he won't hurt him. And the kid jumps away from Batman onto the train tracks. And as the train was about to hit him, then we get the wonderful commercial break. Uh, we cut back. <laughs> Batman jumps onto the tracks and dives to with the kid to save him. Batman picks up the kid, grapples with the sewer grate, um, grapples to the sewer grate rather, and Batman runs the kid towards a dumper dumpster. And then he says, "Open!" into his bat watch. The dumpster completely disappears by collapsing into the ground, and we see that the Batmobile is there. The kid is like, oh, yes, Batmobile. Yeah. This is sick. Actually, it, this might be the coolest thing in the episode is that the Batmobile has that dumpster disguise. Mm-hmm. And that just always like leads me to believe that there are more places Batman just hides his car. Absolutely. And then also, when the kid is in the car, the Batmobile hypnotizes the yeah, kid to yeah, sleep. Yeah, I know. Batman like just pushes his head Something down. Something we have never seen before and we'll never see again. Nope. Definitely the not. Batmobile can just hypnotize you and make you go to sleep. It's Listen, the Batmobile is deus ex machina. Yes. Batman is pretty much deus ex machina. Deus ex Batmobile. Batmobile. Um, so so they drive into the Batcave. The kid the kid gets uh, falls asleep. We go in the Batcave. Batman meets with Alfred with the kid. Um, I gather no one must know that Alfred Pennyworth is Bruce Wayne's butler because he's with Batman an awful lot. Yeah, this is an incredible risk to his yeah, identity. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just like, I need to I save. found some random kid. I'll bring him to Wayne Manor. Yeah. So... I guess that's just it. And Alfred claims he knows nothing of children, which is really silly because we know that Alfred yeah. raised Bruce. Didn't you raise a boy of exactly his age to manhood? Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of wild. And it's 
it's really just a really stupid conversation for them. How to have. dare they make Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. do this episode? I know, this man I, has so much dignity. And yeah, you give him the underdwellers, and he has to wrestle with a child. Um, so the kids there's get, a little of that Chris O'Donnell Batman Forever yeah, energy yeah, in this yeah, episode. Yeah, there absolutely is. Well, oh, God, oh man, oh Batman Forever so bad. He's taking the car, sir. No, the, the other, other car. car. Um, so Alfred puts this kid to bed in Wayne Manor. Um, we we imagine that the kid should be smart enough to connect the dots. The Batman is being pretty lackadaisical about keeping his identity secret. Um, the next morning, Alfred, and then this kid grows up to become the Riddler. Yeah, yeah, yep. and then right. he uh, naturally messes with him. Thumb right. drive. Yep. The morning, uh, the next morning, <laughs> Alfred wakes up, um, wakes the kid up, and they kind of have like a tug of war over the blanket. The sunlight is very harsh for the kid, and he puts on this really cool pair of like wayfarers. <laughs> so now he looks like, now he looks like every cool kid in every cool kid cartoon ever. Right, he puts on those cool, yeah. those cool. He's got ripped up jeans. He puts on his cool, cool yeah. guy shades. His, his future's so bright, he's got to wear shades. That's right. That's right. When uh, Alfred asks him his name, he goes to hide under the bed. Um, I guess it's because the sewer king doesn't allow them to speak. Alfred chases him and wrestles with the boy, and then throws him in the bath. The kid refuses to speak, and uh, this must be one of those lessons the sewer king was talking about. It's so tedious. Why are we watching any of this with Alfred and this kid? No what does idea. it matter to us? It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter at this all. This episode is wild. It's like, what? You didn't have better things to do. They did. It's just. Nope. God. So now we go back to the Sewer King's castle, which is the sewer. Uh, there's a lot of food on the table. And we see kids surrounding him. Okay, this the food is the best animated oh, thing in the great. episode. It looks pretty great. good. I was the like, that's goes, a tasty looking yeah, turkey yeah, leg. It looks, it looks pretty good. Yeah, that's a good looking yeah. turkey leg. The sewer king eats a turkey leg. He gets meat juices all over his face, and he just leaves them. Um, <laughs> he drinks a drink and like partially misses his mouth, and demands that one of the kids, Frog, bring him the rolls. But oh. apparently, who's bringing him the rolls? This is it's not Frog. Not Frog. It's not Frog. So I guess that's the kid's name that I he didn't want so. to give to Alfred. Oh, it's yeah. Frog. But probably because his name is stupid. He's very upset by the lack of Frog. He gives them <laughs> he gives them like the normal like I'm a terrible orphan parent speech <laughs> right. that we see in like all movies where there's an orf- orphan parent like right. like Basically Matilda. Like the, the don't you see how much I've sacrificed for you? It's like the Dursley speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. He will not be going. Um, <laughs> And Don't you know how much I've sacrificed? Look at what I've done for you. I, I was there when no one wanted you. You were thrown away. Blah, blah, blah. He threatens I've the kid. loved you so much that I beat you senseless. He, then he threatens You killed Captain Clown. <laughs> and then he threatens them by sending them back into the light. Um, yes. the, man, the man employs children. See, this could be good. Yeah. If we knew a little bit about any of these kids or the abuse that they've suffered, we would understand that the abuse of life with this man is better than the life on the surface for them. But they just don't go into that at all. And even at the end of the episode, they just completely simplify anything that could be nope. complicated there. I, it's so stupid. And I don't know why Frog has such an important role in in the, the Sewer King's he, life. He's the bread bearer. I know. He brings the, him his roles. He brings the roles. <laughs> maybe he's got a little hop in his step. Yeah, maybe he likes the fact that... Maybe he likes when Frog brings the roles best. Because he's got a... He's a frog. He's, he's a got frog. a hop yeah, in his... In his did you get my... It was really yeah, funny. Oh, I, my I joke did. was funny. I thought it was very funny. <sighs> he he brings... The, uh, maybe he brings those roles extra snappy. We're trying, folks. We're trying to keep it entertaining. We know that if you're following along with us, you just watched a real bad episode. So I, I'm, I'm really happy for these people that watch this. <laughs> well, you know what? On the bright side, they don't get worse. No, they can't. This if is if you can episode. handle this episode, they're all up from here. Oh, of course. it's The sky is the limit after... Um, 
the Underdwellers, which right. is a stupid name for the episode to begin with. Though appro- appropriate that we're going low. Yes. We're going so yes, we're low. so low. Yes. Yes. I never thought Batman would sink so low. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let me cut to Wayne Manor again. Alfred is serving Frog some breakfast. Frog mm. dives at the food. While Alfred demands he uses proper table manners. He is stealing every fork, knife, and spoon in sight. And then, yep, Alfred gives him a bunch of cutlery that he just steals. I guess Alfred doesn't see him steal it. And then Frog eats with his hands. Alfred is obviously the high-class English gentleman that he is. He's disgusted. And then uh, Alfred's like, you're going to help me with the dishes. But instead of helping with the dishes, Frog steals a bunch of cutlery. He steals a platter. He steals a silver platter. And then he runs off. He drops some of the stolen goods on his way. Alfred is searching the man for Frog as Frog rides down the stairs on a and silver platter. And it's just all pointless. None of this None matters. None of this comes back in any way. Frog nope. never comes back in the nope. series. No, nope. no, nope. none of it. None of it means anything. And Frog rides down the stairs on the platter like he's some rambunctious like 1980s he's Macaulay pop. fucking Culkin, yep, yeah. This is Home Alone all over it. Um, he's just pretty much, it's a pretty much a classic nineties clip of kid of a kid doing like a whole bunch of kids stuff and breaking expensive things. Right. It's what bad. a wild and crazy kid frog is. Wild and crazy kid. Wild and crazy kid. Wild and crazy kid. Um, <laughs> Batman, we then cut to Batman in the Batcave with the Bat computer. It's so much bad. There's a lot of bat. He's reading a document as security cameras are picking up Alfred's failure as a parent. <laughs> Batman, instead of like going to help out, he just sits there and laughs. Yes. And goes, I wonder if I was that much trouble. Yes. Just as the writers of this episode are laughing at all of us. Yes. At all of us for watching it two or three times to do yes, this episode. These stupid kids and their stupid lives forced to watch the Underdwellers again. Then Frog sneaks in the Bruce's trophy room, which um, I hope he'll find the King of the Wicker people. Give Knox a grant. Yeah. <laughs> because this this room is very much right out of the 1989 Batman movie. It is, yeah. Um, Frog picks up a blunderbuss off the wall. Right. He just picks up a gun off the wall, and I guess Bruce Wayne just has a wall of unsecured guns. And then he fro- points the fro- the frog points the gun at Alfred, who says, "That's very dangerous." And like, does Bruce just keep a loaded blunderbuss on his wall? Right. No, he corrects it. He comes and he says, "It's not loaded, but it could have been." Yeah. Kids and guns never mix. Yeah, so huge PSA. Yeah, that's a big yeah. PSA, especially I think in the 90s. I think we had a lot of kids that, you know, would play with the dad or uncle or friend's dad's gun and like blow their brains out. Right. And then the episode remembers that it's supposed to be telling like a narrative episode of television. And Batman says to Frog that he needs his help. Yes. Which, thank God, because I can't handle any more of like the Frog and Alfred show. No, no, it's terrible. So then we go back to the sewers. The alligator is back. Batman and Frog are traversing the sewers, searching for what I can only believe is the Sewer King. Right. Batman and Frog return as the kids start running towards Frog. They're probably excited because they can eat now. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Batman shows up and Frog gives the kids the universal sign for nah dudes, he's cool. Yeah, right. No sign language. It's It's just like the okay. The okay symbol, which apparently is now the white power symbol. It's also the white power symbol. So these little white orphan kids are also like in some kind of racist cult. Um, The kids are shocked and afraid as Batman grits his teeth and says, Evidence. Evidence. And he's taking pictures of his stupid little camera. (laughs) Like, the gathering of evidence here is so fucking stupid. Like, what, what, he's going to go up and show pictures of the cops and be like, there's some kids in those sewers. Like, they wouldn't believe Batman yeah, otherwise. Like, first of all, what, what was well, he going to do on. with the pictures? But you know what Are these going to hold up in court? You know what would happen? Bat- Batman shows the uh, 
Batman goes to um goes to the GCPD and he's like, "There's kids in the sewers that are being abducted by the sewer king." And then Harvey <laughs> Bullock goes, "What do you mean sewer king? You mean you don't know what? You're probably in league with them." Right? Yeah, he'd be like, "You're the sewer. You're king. the sewer king. You that's bat." How, that's how Bullock is in this series. Yeah, more like, you're the sewer king. More like Ratman. So. He takes all these pictures and Frog directs Batman to where the Super King is. But we're gonna get we're gonna see uh, Batman fight some cool stuff first. Um, this is all Batman fighting these alligators. Ultimately, like the build to Batman fighting a bunch <sighs> yeah. of alligators is really what makes this episode for me. It does. I mean, at least fighting the gators is fun. Yes. Thank yes. God for something. Yeah, we needed something, right? So we go to the throne room. Batman sees a rope, and without an investigation, Batman doesn't even look. He just starts pulling the rope. Fine. For no reason. Fine. And a bell just rings on and on and on and on and on. And then eventually he breaks it and the bell falls down to the ground. Which I guess the bell represented this uh, Sewer King's power over the yes, children. But yes. Batman doesn't know that. Yeah, Batman doesn't know that. He was just ringing the bell because he had bats in his belfry. Batman um, Batman lets the kids know that it's over. But first I gotta fight this alligator. And the Sewer King shows up exactly how I'd expect him to. He's got two gators on chains, like leash chains, and he's ready to fight Batman. There is nothing not Sewer King kingy about the Sewer King. Can we go ahead and say that? Yeah, he's got a bow staff for whatever reason, but it might as well be like Mr. Bumble's staff from Oliver. The whole thing is just Oliver. It's, It's all Oliver. But he's essentially like the Rat King versus like with like Gargamel. Right, right, right. And then we get another commercial break. He lets the gators loose. The kids run away as Batman is staring down both alligators, and he's going to fight some sewer gators. He does. He does really well. Yeah. Batman gets into a ready position. And Batman does... at no point is best by the gators. No, he's not. The gators, like, he he beats gators like it's nobody's business. No. And he doesn't he... even seem apprehensive. He's just like, oh, yeah, gators. Yeah, I've, I've trained I've, for this. I've done this. Yeah. He throws the bell into one of the gators' mouths and, like, knocks it all over. And then he does one of the coolest things that ever happened on TV. He suplexes a gator like like he was Mr. Perfect. Right. And he then wrestles the gator and completely hogties the gator. Um, a critical check on his use rope. Yes, very good use rope. Yeah, yes, very For good path, use rope. Pathfinder Batman did a nice job yeah, here. Very good job. Um, apparently, the Sewer King has more gators. Yeah, I thought there was just going to be two, and no. I was like, all right, this episode's ending, and then like four more gators There's show up. So like, gators. oh, fuck. It's like this guy went to this gator store, and there was a fire sale. There's uh, just so many gators. I believe the Sewer King says, crush him, destroy that costume freak. What do you? What do you look like? I know. Has this guy seen a mirror? I know he's a costume freak. He's dressed like a character from like a hundred years earlier than than the show. Oh, more than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he, like it's in, insane. Batman gets tripped and he gets constricted by one of the gators, but then he uses his bat strength. <laughs> his bat strength to yes. essentially dislocate one of their jaws, like he's King Kong and the gator is the T Rex on Skull Island. Something I do not think a person can do. I don't. But think he's so. Batman, so fuck it. He's got bat strength. He probably had some like anti-gator gloves or something like that. He that injected he anti-gator steroids right yeah, before the yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just per- didn't see it because we couldn't see it because of standards and practices. Exactly. And the ga- I would imagine that the gator dies. Like he breaks that gator's neck. Probably. And um, the sewer king screams probably probably because he he probably won't be able to get the money back on that gator. Yeah. It, well, you, it's really hard to get the deposit back on a gator once the jaw is broken. I know. It's like that's kind of all a gator is. Yeah. Is I mean, if jaw. you go see like your gator lord, like he'll tell you, like I can't. I can't help you out. You can't get your deposit back. I, you broke the gator's jaw. The, no. main, the main part of the gator, arguably. I know. It's 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 pretty much what makes the gator the gator is his jaw. Yeah. And and a death roll. Right. But that's you got to have the jaw to do the death roll. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. He then says, "I'll show you who the ruler is of this kingdom." He snatches a kid, but for real, like 
whose motivation is to be king of the I, sewer? I don't know. Like, I don't know what the motivation is in this episode. This is some of the worst motivation for a villain we've had yet. Um, and the sewer king says it's feeding time for my pretties and feeding, insinuating that he's going to feed this kid he's got to the gators. And I don't think one kid is enough for the amount of gators this guy has. And he refers to his gators as pretties, which is just continuing to be like classic, stupid 80s cartoon character. Sure. Um, and then we see Frog from like, I don't know, the top of the sewer. And he swings down across the throne room to snatch the kid away from the sewer king's hands. Very nimble, agile. Yeah. Uh, Frog. I wrote that Frog should be Robin because I hate Dick Grayson. Yeah. And this will come up on the show many times. I managed to sort of rein it in during our Christmas with the Joker episode, but it's, it's already the Dick Grayson hate starting to come out. But I wanted to watch It's a Wonderful Life and oh, have a No, no. Dinner. Don't make me relive that episode either. Um, this episode's bad enough. Let's just get through it. We're yes, almost done. We're almost done. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're, at the, we're close to the finish line. Uh, the frog gives Batman a thumbs up as if saying it's time to beat the crap out of the sewer king and put him in medical debt for the rest of his life. Sewer king runs as Batman follows. Batman falls down a pipe by catching himself above a literal pit of gators. Like, I don't know how many gators this guy has. There seems to be more gators in every shot. Yes. What's weird is that I know for a fact that a gator, if there's any bit of a gator is submerged in water, (laughs) they can jump 20 feet in the air. Okay. So for Mike's bachelor party, we went down to New Orleans. This was years ago. And we took one of those like fan boat tours, like yeah. with a, a Cajun tour guide uh, who who toured us around like the, the gator infested waters near New Orleans. And according to this man, who I think probably knew everything about alligators, but did not know how to communicate it no. to anybody, yeah. told us that if any part, I th- I th- please correct me if I'm paraphrasing too much, if any part of that alligator starts off in the water, they can leap like 30 feet and attack you. Yeah, I don't know. He said something along about how gators can jump really high out of water. Like unexpectedly far. Yes. Like you're like, oh, the gator's in the water. I'm fine. But you're not fine, apparently, from 30 feet away. No, so Batman shouldn't be fine if everything Gator George told us was legit. That was his name, Gator George. Gator George. Never forget Gator George. Never forget Gator George. Um, So he's hanging off. He's hanging off the ledge. And... um, you know, and uh, the Sewer King, we get another real classic moment out of the Sewer King. He <laughs> says, bravo. Oh, uh, but it's not the best Sewer King moment. No, no, That's no. That's coming up. And then the Sewer King starts to, like, step on Batman's hands like every single villain would ever do in a ledge in any sure. 80s cartoon. And then Batman does this thing where he swings himself underneath where the Sewer King is, kicks him in the back, and then Sewer King goes flying off the ledge and Batman's... Sticks his hand out and goes, grab my hand. To which Sewer King replies, never! Just amazing. The episode could have been actually great. I would have bumped it up a few spots if after screaming never, the Sewer King just died. (laughs) Never! And just was eaten by alligators on screen. So we we, we have the assumption that the the Sewer King has been killed. And Batman goes, a gruesome fate for a gruesome man. And the episode should end there. Yes. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It keeps going. Batman assumes that he essentially just killed the Sewer King. Obviously, Batman doesn't kill, but I guess the Sewer King is that bad of a villain that he just really doesn't care. And in a classic shot, Batman swings across a pit full of gators. And then he says, later. Later. (laughs) That's good. Later, Gator. That's good. It's just proving that Batman has a sense of humor. That's good. He's funny. That's right. It's good. Sewer King escapes, so he didn't get eaten by gators, but then Batman blows up a door to get to jump on him. Batman... 
dives with Sewer King down onto the train tracks. See, missed opportunity here. They could have made the first scene make sense yes. if Sewer King and Batman both played chicken with this train. I know. But they don't. They, don't. they do not take the crazy train to chicken town. They, they don't take the chaos train to chicken town. The chaos train, I'm sorry. And then Batman saves the Sewer King's life. Because he's not the courts. Is this another PSA? Is this a PSA against vigilanteism? Sure. And then he says he's not the courts, but they will pass judgment on Sewer King. But Batman just kind of really wants to kill this guy. This time, I am sorely tempted to do the job myself. And I'm like, fucking do it. Kill yeah. him. Snap his neck. We would love that. <laughs> we children watching this show would love for you to snap kill his neck. Kill the Sewer King, Batman. I don't like when Batman kills, but he should kill the Sewer King. The Sewer King. I would make an exception. Uh, and the then I think the worst scene in the episode. Yes. The kids are let out of the sewer and clearly have some issues adjusting to the sunlight. And they finally talk. The light! The light! As they're taken away by someone who clearly look, looks like a generic like TV. Dolores Umbridge, yes. basically. Yes, it's a foster mom. We cut to Batman to a rooftop, looking content as he, as he peers out over the city. At last, the sewer king will be behind bars. He wraps himself in his cape like a blanket. And then we cut to credits. So this is why this is the worst scene in the episode is there, there's really no way you could have paid off this episode in a way that would make it not bad. Yeah. But, you know, Bruce, Tim and the others were already concerned that like too much of this episode had been stripped away. Yeah. Like it lost any sense of darkness yeah. or realism that it had. And then the last scene strips it away even further yeah. that these kids come into the light and they seem happy about it. Like yep. they're happy about being away from the sewer king. But the whole point was that that horrible man was somehow better than the city that they already lived in. So basically the writers totally let the city of Gotham off the hook here yep. by saying like, oh yeah, it was just the sewer king that was bad and the kids are back in the system where they belong and everything will be fine. When in reality, what they were probably getting at was that these kids who have been probably addicted to drugs or sexually abused or something like that are going to go right back into the system yeah. where that's going to happen to them again. Yes. They'll live life on the streets or with abusive foster parents or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these kids aren't out of the woods. It's just it's too deep a subject to be touched in the way they're touching it in this episode. Yeah. yeah. And we spend too much time with, um, you know, Macaulay Culkin and Alfred at home yeah. Yeah. Uh, doing stupid antics than really investigating anything that is um, important here. Listen, man, this, was, this episode was... A was held together with like scotch tape and, and bubble gum all right like i don't even think they thought about <laughs> half the things you're thinking about right now because they didn't try to write a good episode they just tried to get an episode done totally mike any any closing thoughts bad on... yeah i do really want to see the sewer king die though i do well he never comes back i know I we know. uh listeners if you didn't know this already this is the first and last appearance of the sewer king they'd never use him again i hope that when they bring back the animated series which is the rumor that it's coming i hear back, yeah i hear it might be come back i, I hope, hope the sewer king is the first episode i hope in the first episode joker just shoots the sewer king right in the, <laughs> right through the other eye you killed captain clown um right he mo greens the sewer yeah king. yeah 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 <laughs> So, um, ranking in the series, it's obviously the worst. Dead episode. fucking last. That's right. Number 109. That's right. Is baby. the Underdwellers. Yes. Normally, we're a little ambiguous. We're like, oh, it's the top half. This no. one's pretty good. Better than I remember. It doesn't make my top 25, but close. Bad. This one's dead last. Bad. Number 109, the Bad. Underdwellers. This is Bad. dead fucking last. I'm pretty sure this episode killed Captain Clown. This, listen, pour one out for Captain Clown. <laughs> he watched the Underdwellers and he died. <laughs> Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Next time, on next episode, we're covering a great episode uh, called POV. I feel so bad because we record these... Sometimes we record these episodes like two at a time, and Mike gets the evens and I get the odds. Yeah. Which, in terms of fairness, is about as fair as we could do it. 
this was a week where it was like, oh, we have to fucking do The Underdwellers, famously the worst episode of the series, and then I got to do POV, which, which is, is like great. a really good episode. Really I feel good. terrible. I'm sorry. Do not feel terrible. I had a blast watching The Underdwellers because it was so bad. So I'm very glad, man. That. I I would love to tell you that I enjoyed revisiting this episode. I don't, but, but I didn't. No, I didn't. I I feel a little worse having I, seen it again. You know, I understand the principles of Buddhism that says life is suffering, <laughs> and uh, I think that this is part of that. This the Underdwellers will ho- hopefully is suffering. get me closer to enlightenment by watching the Underdwellers multiple times. Absolutely. May we never go back to the sewers again, unless it's for Killer Croc. You, oh, man, imagine if Killer Croc was one of the alligator guys. I threw a rock at him. <laughs> it was a big rock. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This was the Batman Tastic Cast for Jordan Hugh. I'm Mike Staub. Thank you and see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'm a leprechaun. And there you have it. Thank you once again for listening to the Batman Tastic Cast. If you're sitting at home or in your car or at your office or on the train right now thinking, How could I be a hero like Batman and support my favorite podcast? Well, the best way to do that is to leave a comment or like the show or subscribe to it on the podcatcher of your choosing. Giving it a review always helps and makes it more visible. Or you can share it with your friends who also really like Batman or Gotham City related things. We also appreciate all the amazing messages that we've been getting from all of you out there while you're either listening along or before we record an episode so you can give us some awesome trivia keep doing that you can find us on the internet at batmantasticast at pretty much every form of social media and we will see you next time